Welcome to the Rouge Church Podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we are so honored that you're listening in. We believe that faith should be a place of refuge and rest. So our community, we exist to help people follow Jesus so they can experience a life of rest in Him. Each week during our Sunday gatherings, small group gatherings, or even just our one-on-one discussions together, we talk about what it really looks like to follow Jesus in our time. And on this podcast, you'll find a collection of those very conversations. So we hope that this podcast is an encouragement to you. And wherever you might be in your faith journey with Jesus, we hope it inspires you towards your next step with him. Christmas is this week, and I hope that everybody is super excited about Christmas coming up. Um, Christmas is a season that is filled with so many exciting things, so much joyous uh, festivities and uh, Hallmark movies, and it's just a happy season. Um, But I don't want to pretend that everyone who walks into the season is filled with happiness or that there's not even maybe uh, a tension of what is to come in the coming year. We've actually been talking uh, in this in this past series, the Advent series, uh, remembering the coming of Christ and, and reflecting on, on the story surrounding this occasion. We remember that we're, we're in this, sometimes in this waiting cycle, what we do in this waiting cycle. And so we talked about this. We talked in the first week about this amazing willingness that we see in Mary to just let God do this work. And so we asked the question, are we are we willing? Are we willing to do this? Um, in the second week, we talked about um, Mary and Joseph and how their plans might have been one way, but what God did might have been another way, and how God's thoughts are actually above our thoughts, and and how how God might actually show up on the scene might actually be different than what we might expect, but it's exactly the way God wants to break through the scene. And and then last week we talked about the story of Herod, which is typically not a story we talk about during Christmas time, but we talked about this man who who seemingly wanted to keep control, even though that Jesus was coming in. And so it challenges us to ask the question, are we letting go of control as God breaks through in the scenario? But even if, even if we are posturing our hearts in the most perfect of ways, and we still find ourselves in a season of waiting, we can come to a point where we start to get discouraged, where we wonder, is God going to act? When is God going to act? And then we might even ask the question, will God even act? Does God even care about my scenario? And I believe the Christmas story is filled with absolute hope when it comes to this. That the story of the coming birth of Jesus is filled with so much incredible promise. Think about this. They waited for so long for God to send them a king. And here he is breaking into the scene. And I'm sure there were moments during the hundreds of years of waiting that they wondered, is God going to show up? And this, this was very much so that, that, that pre-Christian vibe, that, 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 that feeling that they, they had 
in the, the land of Israel that they were wondering is, when is God going to move? What is, what is God doing? And, and of course, Mary and Joseph, they would have known what was going on, and some people around them would have known what was going on. Uh, but you see the, the, the wise men later on learning about it via the star, and they get excited, so they come to, to, to learn about Jesus' birth having happened, and, and then the, the, the angels come to the shepherds to tell them about this ha- happening, and, and it just seems to be this incredibly joyous, exciting occasion that Jesus is finally here. But here's what it, here's what it tells us, and here's the hope that it gives us, that God comes through on His promises, and that God is always faithful. 700 years prior to Jesus being born, in a prophet, uh, that, in a book that one of the prophets wrote, his name is Isaiah, he writes this in Isaiah 55, 10 through 11. And I think this is the encouragement that I want to share with us today about God's faithfulness that I think we can lean into and find hope in when we're really not sure how things are going to happen or when things are going to happen or in what way things are going to happen, but really clinging to God's promises. Isaiah 55, 10 through 11 says this, For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return without watering the earth and making it bare and sprout and furnishing seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Kind of confusing. Well, what, what does this have to do with anything? Um, I, I grew up in a, a small town that was mostly uh, filled with farmers and we actually had this project in school. I'm not sure if it just had to do with our context or if it just had to do with the fact that it was a science class um, or maybe a bit of both. Uh, but we had this project in, in elementary school where we, where we grew the, um, these, these soybeans. And so we, we planted them and we watered them and we watched them grow. And it was, it was a lesson to teach us this that when you water something like and, and and you put stuff in the right soil like that's that's just what it does it it just grows and so right here as as this prophet is writing to this people that would have known agrarian culture or farming culture super duper well they said he said this for as the rain and the snow come down from heaven like it, it comes down and and do not return there without watering the earth and making it bare and sprout. That when the water comes, it, it, it does something. It changes something. That, that it actually makes something happen. And it furnishing the seed to the sower and, and bread to the, to the eater. And then he says this. So will my word. God says, my word, which goes forth from my mouth, it will not return to me empty. Other translations sometimes translate this as it will not return to me void without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. God promises that his word never returns without results, that it will always come 
to pass. Earlier on in Isaiah and all throughout Isaiah, and this is just examples in Isaiah, I'm going to read a few of them of some of the promises that he gave, some of, some of the words that he said that he was going to do, and all of these amazingly surround the story of Christmas. And remember this, remember this. Every one of these was written 700 years before Jesus was ever born. At least 700 years before Jesus was ever born. Isaiah 1.18 says, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. Isaiah 7.14 Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. This is the story that's also recalled in, in, in the accounts of Jesus' birth. Isaiah 9, 6 through 7, it says this, For to us a child is born. This is a common phrase we hear around Christmas time, and it comes 700 years before Jesus was ever born. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of peace of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end he will reign on david's throne and over his kingdom establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever more that's a promise that is an incredible promise he then says in 11 Chapter 11, verse 1 through 3, A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse from his roots. A branch will bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The Spirit of wisdom and of understanding. The Spirit of counsel and of power. The Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. He will delight in the fear of the Lord. And one of my favorites, Isaiah 53, verse, 40, I mean, verse 4 through 8. Surely he took on our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God, struck down and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each one has turned to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is silent. So he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away, and who can recount his descendants? For he was cut off from the land of the living. He was stricken for the transgression of my people." All of these passages, plus many, many more all throughout the prophets, not just in Isaiah, but many other prophets as well, point forward to this day when this Messiah would be born. In the past, they would have clinged to the promise, saying the word of God does not come back void, that God is faithful, that God will come through on it. But 700 years of waiting and 400 years at least of complete silence they were ready for God to do something. They were ready for God to move. They just didn't know what. 
They just didn't know how. They didn't know when exactly God would do something, but they knew this, that God was and would be faithful. And now looking back on this, we remember this during this coming week, during the, the, the season of Christmas. We recall that Jesus was born, that God came through to be with us. That he actually then accomplished all of the things that he said he would accomplish. We can have hope from this story because God was faithful, which means that he is still faithful now. It's not just this, this ethereal faith where we're, where we're hoping that, that God is good. But know that we have stories of how God has worked and what God has said and that we know God to be faithful and we know God will come through. God was faithful then and he is still faithful now. During the time of Isaiah, in the times of waiting, in the 400 years of silence, to the, to the day and, and the nine months of waiting for, for Mary to give birth, God was faithful through that. Through the 33 years of Jesus' life, teachings, and ministry, God was faithful through that. And today it is just as relevant as ever that God was faithful then and he is still faithful now. Sometimes we just need that, that little bit of encouragement to know that, that God is faithful and we, 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 we can forget that easily, especially if we get caught up and overwhelmed by, by our scenarios and by, by the, the challenges of the situations that we might be in. I mean, our situations could be where we're challenged to the max with our finances and we don't know what we're going to do when it comes to our financial scenarios and how God's going to take care of us and what he's going to do in this or what he's going to do in that and or this bill's too big and I can't take care of that or maybe we're trying to figure out what is it that we're trying to do in our life what does God even want me to do in my life? And, and when will God actually speak? When will God actually say something to me? Or, or maybe God has already told you exactly what he wants you to do and, and you're, you're clinging to those promises and you're just wondering when God is actually going to do something about it and you're, you're wondering, is, is, is the day going to come soon or, or am I going to have to wait the rest of my life for this like, like Abraham did and never really even saw? Like what, what is going on here? And we get so discouraged, we get down and sometimes we even nearly give up but I don't want us to give up because here is the fact that God was faithful then and God is faithful now here's a couple things that I think we can remember that we can we can take with us as we reflect this week on on the story of the coming of Jesus one, like, like I've been saying, just actually spend some time remembering what God has done to be faithful. I mean, one example is the Christmas message. Remembrance has been a part of, of the faith all throughout the faith. God told Moses, write these things down so you can remember what I've said and done. Each feast that was given to Moses to, for them to do and, and to, to participate in, as a part of a, a cultural feast, he says, do this, why? The purpose was for remembrance, so, so that you can remember the Passover, what happened in Egypt, 
you can remember the time during the wilderness when you lived in, 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 in booths that you built. There's these feasts that, that remember certain seasons, and, and it's important because if you remember that God was with you when, when the Passover happened, when, when one of the biggest movements of your faith has ever happened, and God was with you during the desert, and he brought you through, and now you're in, in this land, or, or maybe you're back into a season of wilderness, and, but you realize the fact that God has brought you back through before. And maybe it's personal things in your life where you've seen God be faithful in your life. Reflect and remember the fact that God has been faithful, and he is still faithful. He has not changed. Another thing we can do is you can remember the promises that he has made. I had, I had a professor in college that um, she actually uh, did some mission work for a while. And uh, one of the things that she told me that I think is one of the best and most helpful practical tips ever. This was actually when I was about to do some different short-term missions trip. I think at the time it was, it was doing something in Haiti. And so I was raising funds for it. And then she gave me this, this word of advice. She said this. She said, she said, write down the moment that God called you to do this and write it down in great detail. What he said, the verses that he brought to your mind, the confirmations of the people who who agreed with you in this, write that down on a piece of paper. And below that, write down all of the verses about God's faithfulness you can find. And she said this, because you're going to need it. There's going to be moments where you're going to say, well, the funding's not going to come through and I'm not going to be able to do that. Or all of these obstacles arise and you're, you're going to say, well, I, 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 it's just not going to be possible now. If we remember the promises that God has made to us, it'll help us remember that He is faithful and that we can walk through just about anything that we could ever imagine. And there, there's even passages throughout, all throughout Scripture where God promises things to His people. Philippians 4, 6-7, Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. I, I think this is quite funny because he says if, if you're anxious about something because something isn't going the way that you want it to, he, he says, pray to me. He doesn't say that he's going to promise to answer that prayer. What he promises is that he's going to give us peace, which surpasses our what? Our understanding of how it's going to happen or how he's going to do that or what we're going to do because of all of it. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that for those who love God, all things will work together for good for those who are called according to His purpose. Another promise. Hebrews 4.16, here's another one. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we might receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We can approach the throne of God with Boldness. And when we, when, when we do approach the throne of God, we are given grace to help in the time of need. Are, are, are we clinging to these promises? Or are we letting our circumstances overwhelm us and push us back and, and push us in the other direction than the direction that we're actually wanting to go 
and, and the direction that God has called us towards. We need to remember the promises that He's made. And thirdly, we need to remember that God does have a plan. You know, that sounds really generic. It sounds really cheesy even, and sometimes it can even sound unhelpful. He says this in Isaiah. And this is kind of a gut punch too. Without accomplishing, he says, it will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the manner or the matter for which I sent it. There is a way that God wishes for something to happen. But that way might not be in align with our way. But if we're willing to go with what God's way is, what God's plan is, sometimes it can help smooth out a path of least resistance with how God wants to accomplish it. I mean, Mary and Joseph were, like I had said, they were, they, they were in Jerusalem for nearly two years before even departing to go to Egypt. What were they doing during that two years? And then when they did go to Egypt, what, what, what did they do during that time? And then even when they came back, Joseph said, I, I don't know if we want to come back because the son of Herod is still on the throne. He, he's, still, he's still in conflict. But God said, no, you need to come back. I'm sure he remembered that God has a plan. It might not be our plan, but, but, but God does have a plan. Over the next couple days, we're going to be getting closer and closer to Christmas, and you're going to see Christmas lights, and you're going to see maybe a few more Hallmark movies that are very joyful and hopeful and, and maybe even get you excited filled with anticipation and expectation for what could happen in your life. Don't let your circumstances get you down. Don't let the challenges of life, the discouragements that are coming your way, get you down at all. Because we have this hope, and this is the Christmas message, that God was faithful in the coming of Jesus to the T with specific prophecies, dozens of them, to massive detail. And he accomplished every single one of them. If he was faithful in that, he can be faithful in this. But here's, here's, here's the thing I think we should remember too. What if the only thing God ever did in your lifetime was send Jesus to you? Would that be enough? Would that be enough for us? I, I, I kept noticing every, every time I would go back to the Christmas story, 
I noticed that the, the, the wise men were, were looking for direction and, and they found the direction in the star and they went to Jerusalem to find Herod to ask for, okay, where's the baby to be born? And so they were looking for this direction to get to where they were trying to go. And when they arrived, they went to a baby, Jesus. And notice when, when, when Mary was anticipating all of this and, and she knew she was to give birth and this exciting moment where the angel would come and then, then all of a sudden Jesus arrives, then there's Jesus. There's so many other scenarios and then here is Jesus right at the middle of it all. And I, I know we should know this. I know we should think that this is obvious, that, that, that Jesus is at the center of the Christmas story. But here's my, the observation I made. They didn't move on from that fact. It was Mary years later when she realized the need at a wedding that she came back to Jesus. Jesus promises through the Spirit to be present with us. God is with us as we walk out our lives. Is His presence enough for us? I, I don't believe that in every scenario that's all He'll give us. But the, my question is, is that and would that be enough? Because that is in itself Changing, it changes everything. Absolutely everything. As we go through this week, I pray that this week would remind us and encourage us for the coming year, for the coming years, that God is faithful. Now, He was faithful then. He will always be faithful and anything that he says or has said will come to pass and will not return void because that's just the way God's promises, God's faithfulness, and God's word works. Let me pray for us. Father, I thank you for the story of Christmas and the promises that were fulfilled in Jesus. I'm sure there were so many years of anticipation and challenge and hardship waiting for the coming of Jesus. And today, I would suspect that many of us are also facing challenges, facing hardships, and waiting, God, for you to move. May we always remember as we reflect on this story that we really lean into this week, that you were faithful then and you're faithful now, God. I pray that the enemy would not get a foothold in our minds to discourage us, to redirect us, to get us down, to overwhelm us, but we would realize that you, God, are faithful and will always remain as such. And then in that, we have so much hope. We have so much joy to celebrate the season. We are so thankful for the coming of Christ and for the salvation that we have in Him. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Our community aims to be a life-giving church that helps you find refuge and rest through following Jesus. Thank you so much for your support. If you're looking to connect with us, you can find us online at rouge.church or on any social media platform at rougechurchmi. Or you can just shoot us an email at connect at rouge.church.